Thank you. Well, how many know we serve an awesome, holy, amazing God? Amen? Amen. And we know that our God is an on-time God. Amen? Oh, you guys got to get louder than that. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. She said, I said it. <laughs> you know, I want you guys to feel free to praise the Lord here. But the, the title of our message, if they're listening online, and, and I made sure I pushed the button over there so we can make sure everybody all around the world can hear how good God is. Amen. But the title of the message the Lord gave me this week is what if. You said, well, what do you mean, what if? Have you ever played the what if game? What if I would have studied harder? What if, you know, I got that football scholarship? What if... You know, this and that. You can fill in that blank with the what ifs, amen? So, so, so many times we go, well, what, what is that all about? Well, you know, we can just fill in the blank with all those different things, what ifs. But I, I want to tell you, we're going to come at this thing at a little different angle to the what ifs of the Bible, amen? Because I believe as we look at the Bible, we can plainly see what if from the God, word of God, amen? And so if you look at your handouts, what if we walk away from God? What if we walk towards God? And what if we walk with God? That's what we're going to be addressing today. Now, I did this a little different because this way you got to hold on to your seat the whole time you're here, all right? Now, if you look, our scripture for today is Psalm 86, 5. And this time you read some of that psalm, and that's a psalm David wrote. And, uh, and it says here, I'm going to read it out. It says, you, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to your name. Now, usually that's where we start. Today, that's where we're going to end up, okay? So I'm just setting the course so you know where we're going to be. But we're going to jump in today a little bit from where our Bible study has been leading us in the book of Romans. And I want you to just kind of apply these things to your life. Make sure you got your handouts. I believe God's going to give you a lot of, lot of good things that you can apply to your life. So, you know, as we look at this, I pray that you guys just really grab hold of what God's got for us. All right. So if you're ready, say amen. amen. All right. We're going to jump in here. I'm going to read a little bit of God's word and we'll jump right on in. Okay. So we're starting, if you've got your Bibles with you, it's in Romans 1, 18 through 20, and we're going to kind of go all the way, work all the way up to 25. And I'm going to read a little of this, because I always call it, we got a preaching and a teaching, amen? So I'm going to read a little bit, break it out. Read a little bit, break it out. Does that sound good? All right, here we go. Starting in verse 18, it says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what, we, what may be known about God is plain to them, and because God has made it plain to them, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. And let's just take a look at it first a little bit. See, the world we live in is kind of wicked, isn't it? No, it's not kind of wicked. It's wicked. All you got to do is watch the news. Now, matter of fact, if, if you didn't know this was from the Bible... You'd almost think it was what's going on uh, in the world from MSN or CNN. It's almost like it reads like a, a news report as we unpack this. How many know God's word is timely? Amen. How many know people really don't change that much, do they? On your own, you don't. But with God, we can do all things. Amen. God is the one that renews our mind with his word. God is the one that continues to cultivate our heart to love and forgive. Amen. So take a look at this. So many times the world goes out of its way to deny the truth of God and live in its selfishness. Amen. Right? Have you ever seen that? I know it doesn't happen at your house, right? Y'all supposed to laugh there, right? But, you know, a lot of times it, we can get kind of selfish, right? But the Bible says that God has made it plain to us to know him. Verse 19. 
God says, I've made it plain so that you can know me. Now let's go on and unpack this a little bit more. Verse 20 says, because it's a, this is a powerful verse because it tells us ever since the beginning of creation, his invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made. And what does he say on that? So we have no excuse. A lot of times the question comes up. People says, well, what about the, the, the man on the other side of the world that never heard, had a missionary reach him or anything? Well, God's word speaks to that right here. He says, you're without excuse because of you've seen my divine, what does he say? Invisible qualities, eternal power, divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made, right? Oh man, so that we are without excuse. And I, I tell you, especially nowadays, we have so many opportunities to hear the word of God, amen? But I want to tell you this, always line it up with the word of God. Just because somebody's doing this, talking, you better take your Bible, amen? I'll tell you, I'll encourage you guys to bring your Bibles all the time. We put a lot of the scriptures up here, but I want to make sure that we're, we're holding fast to God's word because that is the power unto salvation, Amen? So many times, you know, we see all this stuff. Well, I don't have time. I can't make it. I can't do this and all these different things. But you know what? Especially in today's world, we really have no excuse. And I'm going to step it up a little bit. You know, if you think about it, we got all this added media, right? You've got radio. Uh, you've got all types of stuff. We have all this access to God's world. And we still seem to not be able to find time to spend with God. Isn't that amazing? The very things that God blesses us with, sometimes we put it in between us and God. Or add something else in between here. You know, isn't it amazing we do that? You know, God wants us to, to, to be happy, but God came so you would not have to spend eternity in hell. He didn't come about comfort. He came about saving your soul, amen? But see, the comfort is knowing Jesus Christ and having a personal relationship with him. See, that's where the comfort comes. Now, yesterday, uh, I had a great privilege of performing a wedding with uh, our, our friends here from church. It was beautiful. Mark and Patty Alan now, when they come back in, y'all say, woo, but you know, it, it was a great time. And you know, I was sitting, we went out, it was up in Newport News and they had did it out in this rose garden. It was beautiful. But you know, there was things that I was still seeing that made it even more beautiful than what we saw out there in nature. Got there a little early and Mark was with me and I was hanging out. And the first thing he says, what? I always people stop at, do you get nervous? I go, no. And then I got nervous. I was like, I was like, well, what'd you say that for, right? But no, uh, you know, I started start coughing and everything. I was like, Lord, you're going to fix this. Give me a bottle of water and everything was fine, you know? A lot of times we just start thinking about stuff too much instead of just leaning on the Lord. But that's not what I want to get to. I, wanna, I want you to hear a few things behind the scene. When he saw, can we take this down just a notch? I think it's starting to take off. I'm sorry. But what, what I thought was great is we're standing there and Patty came. He started, he goes, God, you are so good. You are so good to me. That's the first thing he said when he saw his bride walking down there. Man, you know? And, and the phone rings while we're waiting for her to get there, right? And uh, I said, everything okay? He said, yeah, she just wanted to pray before we got here. And I said, man, that's just so powerful. See, they're building their life on the truth of God's word, you know? Does that mean they'll never have any troubles? Absolutely not, but I'm going to tell you what. As they continue to build their family and their life on the promises of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to make it. We're going to make it to the other side. And to me, that just blessed me. That just blessed me knowing, you know what? Hey, I love this woman. I love this man. Look how God's been, been in our life and just working things together. And so even though I could see all the beautiful flowers and I could see all the handiwork of God, what was really beautiful to me 
was the heart they had for God and the heart they had for one another. See, now that's a powerful truth, amen? But see, as we take all that in, we can say, wow, look what God's been doing in my life. Look what God wants to do in my life. Even in the toughest time, I pray that we continue to look to the word of God. Now, I want to go back in here. There's so many ways to hear from God. You know, ultimately, we want to spend prayer, communication, right? We want to be listening. We want to be looking at his word, amen? We want to be spending time with God. We talk about this every week. But if you don't set time aside for God, guess what? The world will eat it up. It will use you up. It'll take you further than you want to go and make you pay a whole lot more than you got. Amen. That's a good place to say amen because we can just get down the road on that. But you know, there's there's phones, right? You got all the different things on the phone. You got laptops, tablets, radios, TVs, magazines. And I go back to this. So that people are without excuse. Huh? That's a powerful message, isn't it? Right there, that right there. You can't say when we get there that we didn't get the email. We didn't get the memo. We didn't get the call. So I pray today that you got the call. Amen. And you know what? As you sit here today, it's not like, well, I'm just glad I happened to make it. Or, oh, I come here all the time. You are here because I believe it's a divine appointment for God to speak to your heart. And so I just praise, praise the Lord for the opportunity to be able to share. Because you know what? These messages, man, God just, just he works on me first before I can give them out. And there's things in my life. I go, man, Lord, you know what? Thank you for that reminder. Thank you. You know what? That you allow us to make course corrections. Well, let's keep on rolling with the word. Everybody doing good, right? All right. So we're going to go on through uh, verse 21 to 25. I'm going to read that and we'll break it out. It says, for although they knew God, listen to this, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Amen. I want to talk about that a little bit. Although they claimed to be wise, they became a fool. See, it says that they knew him, but they never glorified him as God. Does that sound like something you might see today? Clicking through the channels on the TV? Maybe riding home or something like that? Maybe at your workplace? Think about that. And it goes on to say, it goes on and says, you know, this is really pretty sad. It says, it goes on to say, they never gave thanks to him. And it says that their thinking became futile, meaning, listen to this, I looked the word up, it says, incapable of producing any useful result. Man, that's powerful, isn't it? It says, it goes on to say that the synonym for that is vain. You see that in the world today? Useless, un unavailing, and fruitless. See, God wants us to be fruitful. The Bible says they will know you, what? By your fruit. They will know you by your love, right? So even if we didn't say anything, our actions should be representing the characteristics of Christ, amen? Because of what's in here. It's hard to hold that good news in, isn't it? It really is. We talked about it in Bible study the other night. You know, when, when you hear some good news, you just want to share that, right? You just want to call somebody. Man, this is what's going on. Why is that? Because you know what? That goodness is so big in our heart, we just want to share it with other people. Not in a way as, look what I'm doing, look what I got. But you know what? When we're talking about sharing the message of Jesus Christ, is, is we want to get that love and that forgiveness and that grace to them. Because when we truly know that we're forgiven for all our sins, guess what? We want to share that with the world. I know I do, and I know you do too. But you know what? A lot of times we allow things to come in our life to sneak in and steal that away, amen? I want to encourage you today to use what God's given you where you are right here, right now, and step out in faith and let God fill your mouth with what he's going to share, amen? Well, let's keep on rolling here. 23 says, it goes on down and says, 
and they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being in birds and animals and reptiles. See, a lot of times he said, well, man, I'm not an idol worshiper. Let's just, just kind of look at this here. When we walk away or trade God's glory for the right of the world, what are we doing? I, I, so, you know, we, when we walk away, we trade the glory of God for the right of the world. That's what the Lord gave me while I was praying about that. He said, so many times you walk away what I got for you. You think about that with your children. You know, you want, just even as moms and dads, even in this world, we want good things for our, our, our family. We love them, right? But sometimes they go, no, well, I'm going to go ahead and do this. You know, we have free will. God gives us free will. But you know, a lot of times, and we're going to get to it here in just a minute, this is just the intro. A lot of times we walk away, don't we? We walk away from the best. Well, let's keep on going. Come on down here. It says, therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie. Wow. You said, we would never do that. Turn on the TV. All right. And worship and serve created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. We come on down here. See, sometimes God says, you know what? You want it? You got it. Now, notice it didn't say God walked away. See, we walk away. Amen. And a lot of times we need to turn and get back in the game then. So we have to be careful not to buy the lie of the world. But if we don't open his word, we won't know his will, will we? See, a lot of times I visit people and stuff, and I talk about this from time to time. If they have a Bible, right, it's usually tucked up under their bed or something. Or if they got the one they got when they got married, you know, a long time ago, it's real nice, and it's sitting on the coffee table, and they won't let nobody even get close to it. And you open it up, man, it's like, man, what's going on in here? Cobwebs and everything else. I want to encourage you, grab your Bibles, open it up, underline, read it. And if it wears out, get another one. Keep on going. Because God's word will not come back void. But if we keep that closed, you think about that. If the devil can, can trick you into keeping that Bible closed, cuts down on that hearing from God, doesn't it? We start looking to the world instead of the word. And guess what? We start looking like the world instead of the word. Amen. So that's why we want to continue on in that. Well, let's keep on going. So often we just walk away from God and his blessings, his wisdom, and his protection. We go, no, we don't want it. No, I'm going to do it my way. And we inch out, inch out, inch out, inch out and go, man, how did I get here from there? But all we got to do is say, God, I want to come home. I want to come home. God says, come on, I got you. So let's talk about that. So many times we walk away. Now, how does that affect our life? Amen? What happens when we walk away from God? What happens when we walk away from God? See, God doesn't walk away from us, but we do that at times, right? We just kind of walk away. And it can be very costly. You say, what do you mean? That does not mean you lose your salvation, okay? Anybody that's ever walked in here knows what it takes to have a perfect relationship with Christ. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's about what Jesus did on the cross. It's about putting our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Understand that we got sin in our life and that he was the sin substitute for us. And he paid the debt in full. And we ask him, Lord, come into our life and forgive us of sin. That's a done deal. That's a done deal. But God wants to continue to use your life to walk out and live for him. Amen. So I want you to know if you're securing Christ, say amen. 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 That's right. So we come on down here and let's see what else he's got. We begin to adopt the worldly standards and forget biblical instruction. And we touched on that just a minute. See, we default to our sinful nature, our selfish ways, maybe even idol worship. We talked about that. You say, what do you mean? An 
And I said over here, anything that comes between you and God, right? Anything that we elevate more than God, that can start causing a problem, isn't it? Whether it's your family, whether it's this or that. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, I had, a, I had a trouble with this years ago. I said, well, I love my family. And, you know, I felt like, well, I should love my family and God somewhere in there. But God told me this one time. So who gave you your family? Amen. See, it starts with him. Every good thing starts with him. And so I start out, Lord, thank you for my family. Now I got things in the right direction, right? Because I see God's given me my family, right? Well, you know, I got to have this job. I got to have it. Who gave you the strength to get up, to go to that job? The Lord. Amen. God is good. God is faithful. God's working us all, in us all the time. You know, and we talk about all these things we see in nature. Just think about this. Just take one part of your body. Think about the eye. Amazing. How many veins and nerves and all those things in there? You know, they say it's the window to your soul, man. Would you give a, would you give a million dollars for your eye? No, not at all. But you know what we do? We forfeit our soul every day and say, Lord, I don't need you. Lord, I don't need you. You see what I'm saying there? So many times with, with, with our body that we can see and we work out and we do these things and I think that's great. We should take care of ourselves. And we put so much time on this. Well, maybe not that much time. All right. But so much time on that that we forget about the heart, the spirit. Amen. And see, you know what? This old body is going to wear out. I don't care how much you do, whatever. But you know what? Your spirit's going to live on forever. And it's going to live in one of two places. It's going to be with God forever, if you know Jesus Christ and have asked him to forgive you of your sin. Or if you have rejected him, guess what? It's on one other place. It's hell. Why do you always preach on that? Because that's the truth. It doesn't change. What motivates you to tell people? Hell. In the goodness of God. I want them to know. See, a lot of times you get a lopsided gospel. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. That's true. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. He take you where you are. That's true. I tell you that all the time. But you know what? If we don't choose him, we reject him. And there's only one other place. And I'm going to this from time to time, but I just think I need to say this. See, a lot of times people say, you mean God would send you to hell for stealing an ink pen? I said, no. Well, what are you saying? You say sin if you say that sin. I said, God, sends, God doesn't send anyone to hell. You choose hell when you reject the only way out. Amen? When, when, when you reject the only way out, that's what sends you to hell because there's no other thing. You're seeing in, in, in your own works. What is your own works? The Bible says your works are like filthy rags. So we're going to be talking about on Tuesday night, we're going to be talking about judgment day. But isn't it good to know that when we know Jesus Christ, it's not about our sin because it's already been taken care of. It's been nailed to the cross, paid in full, amen? See, that's why I get excited. We ought to be, we ought to be, there ought to be no way we can get a smile off our face. Now, I am not saying that people don't go through tough times. I go through tough times, others go through tough times. I'm not minimizing your tough time. Hear me. I'm trying to take you from the tough time to looking at the greatness of God. And when we start looking at the greatness of God, it starts pulling those bricks off our back. I was praying the other day, and I was thinking about different things. And I said, Lord, if I don't turn to you, who in the world would I turn to? It just came to me. I said, if I can't come to you, who could I come to? You ever think about that? I don't even know. I was just praying there and just crying out to the Lord. I said, Lord, there's nobody else that can fix stuff. There's nobody else that can save me. There's nobody else that can forgive me like you forever and ever and ever. It's all about you. And, you know, I, I just have this conversation as I'm praying and praying and praying. And so God says, that, that's submission. That's submission. 
You know, a lot of times we think submission in the world is a bad thing. Here, submit to me. You're going to do this. See, and they see God as this taskmaster. That's not the case. God is loving. God is caring. And he says, come to me. Come to me. I'll lift you up, take you where you are, keep on walking. That's the love of God. See, that's what we need to be sharing in the gospel. But you know what? We got to realize that, you know, to tell people this too. There's only one way. People get lost all the time. Oh, that's kind of narrow, isn't it? He said the way is narrow. <laughs> what do you want? I can't change it. That's what his word says. But I say this many times. Aren't you glad there's only one way? Because if it was more, I'd probably miss it. But I'm not missing this. And I'm not missing it because I'm a nice guy. I'm not missing it because God's called me to preach. I'm not missing it for any other reason other than one perfect, simple fact. Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. Jesus Christ is my Savior. Don't leave here today without making him your Savior. Amen. That ain't even in the notes. You just want to share that with you. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So if we begin to adopt the worldly standards, we start to get the biblical instruction. Man, we keep the Bible shut and we default to the natural. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Now, I love this here. Psalm uh, 1611. Look at this. It says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. And I, I, I even put it in my notes. I said, read this or I'll mess it up. Because the Lord gave it to me. I just want to make sure I, I, I give you exactly what he gave me. There is joy in the presence of the Lord. Amen? Amen. When we walk away from him, we walk away from his presence. Amen? His fellowship, that joy. We may have temporary happiness for a season, but that is based on emotions and happiness. And happiness. Joy is based on Jesus. Joy is based on Jesus. His wisdom, his warnings start to fade into the noise of the world. And it can be pretty noisy out there, can We can just start turning the volume up on everything else. Because you know what? I want you to know. That's what we were praying today. Sometimes, I, sometimes I'm playing the guitar and I'm thinking, I have no idea. Just like today, I'm thinking, I'm just praising the Lord. I'll get it next time. You know, when we come back through here. Because I tell you what, I love to be in the presence of the Lord. I, I, I just, everything just starts fading away. And all the things on my back start being pulled away because God says, you know what? Bring it to me. Bring it to me. And see, I pray that today. I, I believe the word is bring it to me. My buddy, to the Lord. But you know what? You have a church family that can come along and encourage you. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to walk with you. We're going to pray with you. And you're going to pray for us. We're going to pray for you. And we're all in this thing together. And now I'm going to ask you that same question. How many is family in here? Everybody. Amen. If you're in the family of God, you raise your hand. Absolutely. Well, let's keep on going. Well, what else happens when we walk away? We ourselves become the object of worship. You ever thought about that? Hmm. Let's just talk about that just a little bit. See, our focus is, is what's best for me. Huh? Isn't that what you see on TV? What's best for them? What's best for you? I talked about it before. You can have a guy with a face like this, and I drink the right drink, and all the pretty women want to hang out with me. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, sales are amazing. They just, you know, oh, and if you drive the right car, promotion's in the bag, man. Whatever the case. You see how they work on that? They start twisting that. You know, what about somebody that loves you for you? That's where I want to be. You know who loves you for you? Jesus. Right? The way you are. That's a good word. So we keep on going. What, I, what do I want? What do I need? What can I get? See, a lot of times I think about, what was I thinking about before I knew Jesus? That? Well, you know what? If I work overtime, 
I can make this much money. And if I sell this, I can get that. And if I get that, I can get this. And I, and I was just, man, wheeling and dealing and doing a bigger house and, and this and that and all these different things. It's a shame. I, I, I think I've had like 30-some cars. Now, let me just tell you, I ain't had but three that are worth anything. You know, but God's good. But so I was trying to fix it. I said, well, I need this. 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 What did I tell you about here? Stacking in front of him. Yeah, little Joe Denise going to yell at me. I'm sorry. Stacking in front. And we just saw all these things. And the next thing I know, I know God's in it. He's over there somewhere. Oh, when I get in trouble, I'll, I'll find him. Right? When things get tough, oh, oh, there he is. We don't do that, do we? I'm the only one who does that. I was going to pray for y'all. There's a thing. Oh, man. But so many times we become the object of worship ourselves. And we, and we forget about everything else. So how do we break that selfish cycle? Ready? You ready? Got your pens. Are you ready? I'm going to help you with this. Repent and turn back to God. Amen? That's where we're going to go. We need to walk towards God. Yes, indeed. We need to walk back towards God. Let's take a look at this. Now, Psalm 51 is a psalm that David wrote. And I thought this was great because usually what we think about, usually when I talk to people, I say, you know, David and the Bible, there's usually two things they say. Yeah, he's the guy that killed the giant, right? And then the next thing they did is that he's the guy that messed up with that woman, right? Man, what about all the life in between? See, a lot of times that's what the world looks at you like. Oh, I remember when they were doing good, but now they're doing bad. It's like, you ever notice that? You see somebody say, hey, that's my buddy. All right, what's happening? You know they did this? That's exactly what they did. They will drop you just like that, boy. They will drop you whew, like a bad habit. <laughs> like my buddy used to say. Said, man, that girl dropped me like a cheap cigar. <laughs> just like that. Gone, man. But isn't that the truth? Sometimes it's like, hey, what about me? Well, that's what they say a lot of times with David. It's a, it's a shame. But you know what? You know what the Lord said, don't you? He's a man after my own heart. Wow. That's redemption, isn't it? See, David would mess it up, but David knew how to turn back towards God. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Let's read this here. Psalm 51, 1 through 2. It says, it says have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. See, David loved the Lord, and he understood he needed forgiveness. See, that's the first time we need to understand we need forgiveness, right? He asked God for mercy according to God's unfailing love. Right? See, we want to make, well, Lord, if I do this, you'll, you'll let, let it slide. Or, Lord, if I do this, if I get good enough and do everything, you know, one, two, three on the box, then everything will be okay. God says, no, that would be worse. He said, why don't you just give it to me? Amen. Look at this. David understood that. He said, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Amen. He goes on there. David, David loved him. And David had, well, guess what else? David had failed him. We fail him sometimes, don't we? We fail him sometimes. And our love and our actions may fail us as well. But God's love never fails. Amen. See, that's when I'm down on the mat, when I'm going down, whoo, man. And the devil said, I got him in the chicken wing now, boy. I got him now. And I'm doing this. Oh, Lord, I really blew it this time. He says, my grace is sufficient. But see, I've been opening the Bible, reading that, keeping it right here. See? And I go, no, Lord, I don't know. I don't. He said, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Guess what? Start getting up off the mat a little bit now, right? Start moving a little bit more, right? Then going on. And then the devil said, yeah, but you did this, and you said this, and you did this. And then you know where I'm heading then. Romans chapter 8, right? 
You know, I love it. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I said, it's painful. Get off me, devil. I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to keep on going. And you know what? I got to speak it. I got to have it. I got to renew my mind with those things because sometimes, guess what? It ain't looking good. But guess what? God's always looking good. Amen? So I just need to change my view. So you stop looking at self and start looking at him. Amen. Well, let's keep on rolling here. He comes on down here and God's mercy and grace met David right where he was. That's a good place to say amen. See, he looked to the Lord's compassion. Not to David's own performance, good deeds, his track record, anything. David humbly asked for God's forgiveness to blot out his transgression, his shortcomings. See, he knew only that the Lord could wash away his sin and restore his relationship. And I believe that's where I was reading that the other day. I go, Lord, I don't want to repeat myself. I said, well, who, who in the world would I turn to? See, a lot of times we walk away from God, but where are you walking to? Where are you walking to? You're walking into lies. You're walking into the things of the world. Temporary stuff. You know what? A season of this, season of this. But when, we, when we're just like, you know, y'all know I love the, the, the story of the prodigal son. But yet when he was a long way off, he came to his senses. Amen? And he says, if I could just come back home to my father's house, I could just be. I don't know. I end up preaching that almost every other week. I love that. Because you know what? That's our life. When we realize where we are. And we just say, stop, hold it, hold the phone. I'm going home. Where are you going? I'm going to Jesus. What do you mean? I'm going back home. I'm going back to my heavenly father. I'm going back. I'm turning towards God. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So what's the remedy? Stop, turn back to God, repent, and allow the love of the Lord to restore your relationship with him. The love of the Lord. See, you got to realize that God loves you. He's not out to take you out. He's out to lift you up. Amen. And listen to me. There's still consequences for us when we miss the mark in our sin. But let me tell you, when we come back to him, he says, I'm going to make it all right in your heart. We're going to have perfect communication, and I'm going to get you through those other things. Amen? See, we can learn a lot from David's life. We know David was, the chosen, was chosen to be king. We know God worked on his character many years before he got the crown, David. I think it's like 30 years. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine waking up about 15 years old, and somebody says, you're going to be king. And you say, okay, sounds good to me. And then everybody tries to kill you, shoot you, stab you, run your name through the, through the dirt. I, I know they were saying, they was going like, are you sure that was me? Have you ever felt like that? You're thinking, no, I know God's got a bigger plan than this. And, and you know what? But God was taking those things and molding his heart, molding his character to get him in position so he could lead his people, amen? See, a lot of times it's a long time between the pasture and the palace. But I'm going to tell you what, in that journey, just like we had talked about the other night on Tuesday, in that journey, on that walk, God's taking and molding and making some things that you can't buy anywhere else. You can't learn that anywhere else. Somebody can tell you about a lot of things, and that's very helpful, but we've talked about it. When you walk through some of that by yourself, or when you walk through with Jesus, that's what's going to make the difference, amen? That's what I'll tell you when we're talking about walking towards God. His grace, his mercy can always be found with a repentant heart. You can write that down. Don't wait any longer. See, a lot of times we say, well, you know, I probably need to do that when I do this. No, we need to do it today. Right here, right now. Leave the guilt, leave the shame, and receive the peace. See, then we can walk with God. Amen. You ready to transition to that? See, I just love how God works in his word. He shows us. Just what to do. We want to be 
walking with Christ. Now, I'm going to pull a few things out here. i got about five points in here that I think would really show us some encouragement. Amen? Let's take a look at this. First thing I want to look at that we need to commit to, dis- to discover and obeying the Father's will. God will never tell you something that contradicts his word. That's a big amen. So if somebody says, oh, I heard this and God wants me to tell you this, you say, thank you very much. And you grab this thing right here and you get before the Lord and you say, Lord, what, what, what does that say that in here? And you start opening up, searching the promises of God out. And you make sure it lines up with that before you start walking in it. Because if you don't, you're liable to be way off course. Amen. So we want to hear from God. Will God speak through his people? Absolutely. Will he speak through his word all the time? Will it ever contradict his word? Never. Never will it contradict. So then we want to follow and obey. Amen. Oh, I got a little click happening. Pursue continual fellowship with him, with the Lord, and seek to live in his presence daily. You see that daily? Even when difficult times arise. When difficulties arise. Now, how do you do that? Trust God. How do you do that? When you got the relationship with the Lord and you're spending time with the Lord, you know his character. Have you ever, have you ever had a good friend and something go down and you said, and somebody said, you know, your friend said this. And you just smile and say, thank you very much. They said, don't you believe me? So no, because I know their character. And even as good as friends as we have, they can let us down. Okay? I don't think they want to. I don't think they try to. Sometimes they choose poorly. I know I let people down. And it's not my goal to set out to let people down. But we all choose poorly sometimes. But what I want you to hear is this. Jesus will never let you down. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So you hold close to Jesus. All right, let's keep on rolling. Well, number three. Walk in truth, obey him cheerfully, and your relationship with him will grow more intimate. Yeah, I think one of the main things in that sentence is cheerfully. And that's something that's about a grateful heart. I wrote this in my journal. I put it out on my little Facebook thing the other day. And I said, the deeper we go with Christ, the deeper the blessing. Amen. You believe that? Because the more I spend time with the Lord, I'm blessed. The deeper I go with Christ, the deeper the blessing. As we experience his love, it cultivates a greater appreciation for all he has done for us. It's a relationship. You ever thought about that? Did somebody do something for you? Are you sure to thank them? You ever think about that sometimes? I don't know what it is. When I finally slow down, sometimes I get out there and, and I remember this a couple of years ago and I'm so thankful that, that the Lord brought these things to my attention. About how good my family's been to me. Man, it's been good. A lot of friends have been good to me, and I like to tell people that. Sometimes I'll just send you a text and you go, What is wrong with him? I'm just thinking about you. Just letting you know I appreciate that. Just letting you know. And more times than not, people will send back to you, Man, that is right on time. Because you know what? God says, You know what? You need to encourage them. But what happens in that? I'm recalling how good they are to me. I'm recalling that, man, you know what? I see the characteristics in Christ in this person. I just want to let them down. Man, you know what? I used to, I, I called my dad and I said, Dad, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you and mom and sacrifice for me and everything else. Never forget what he said. He said, well, son, we do the best we can until the next crew comes through. <laughs> I said, what? Very humble. Talked to him. I said, what do you mean? He said, we just love you. We just want you to appreciate stuff. We want you to do what we can do for you. But I want you to appreciate it. I remember going to get a bicycle. I heard that story. Oh my gosh, we're going to get this bicycle. He told me I didn't work for a month and a half to get this bicycle and was so scared that he didn't take care of it. He went and they pumped the tires up on it, right? Pumped them up real tight, went down the hill, blew the tire out, had to work another month to get the bicycle running, right? And I was like, what does that have to do with me? He was teaching me about sacrifice. He was teaching me about, you know what? 
But I'm giving this to you because I love you. You don't have to do all that. I just want you to appreciate it. God says, I'm doing all this on the cross because I love you. You can't do all this, but I can and I did it for you. Will you receive it? Yes, Lord. I receive it. Amen. Amen. So let's keep on rolling here. Allow the Spirit, Holy Spirit to work within you to bring peace, confidence. I want you to grab that this week. Security and joy into your life. Do you have the confidence in Christ in your life? I pray you do. I didn't say arrogance. I said confidence. There's a big difference. Arrogance is when you think you deserve it. Confidence is when you know you don't and you still got it. I should write that down. That was right off the cuff. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to listen to that. God, I heard you. I got it this time. You know, isn't that the truth? When you've got confidence, you know you don't deserve it, right? You just say, man, it's God. People ask, well, what about this? What about It's God. You know, how does this place start getting filled up? It's God. It's people praying. It's people putting the word out. Hey, you know what? They're preaching the word down there. You know what? I love it because I talked to some folks yesterday at the wedding. And you never know who you're going to run into, do you? Never know. And I must have a voice that's different than people. I don't know. I'm used to hearing it. And people say, I didn't know that was you until you started talking. And I didn't know if they were taking IQ points off or what they meant by that. I'm thinking maybe the sound. So anyway, I go, and this lady said, I met you at a football game two years ago. I said, did we win? <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say. And she said, you sat beside my mom. This is my mom. I go, how you doing? She said, I had just had knee surgery. And you talked to me about my knee and told me everything's going to be all right. And told me about the Lord and told me where your church was and everything else. I said, I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm sure glad I did. You know, have you ever thought about yourself? I know you. And you go, oh, my God. How do they know me? Right? <laughs> what year was that? Right? <laughs> well, aren't you glad that God says, hey, man, I I I'm going to make something out of your life. Amen. So, you know what? They start talking and they said, hey, you know what? I really appreciate you taking time with my mom. She was going through a tough time. I, I can relate to that because I've been through some knee surgery and different things. And I was just like, hey, you know what? I'll be praying for you about that. And I do. When God brings it to my memory, I like to see. That's why if you get ready and we say something about praying, so I want to pray for you right then. Why? Because I want you to know that you're worth it. I want you to know because it makes a difference. I want you to know, you know what? That's that important. Shut it down. Let's pray right here, right now. Because God says you're worth it. Amen? Well, let's keep on going here. That's where I want you to have the confidence in Christ. Right? Separate yourself from sin and strive to make a positive impact on the lives of others. Rely on the Spirit to help you live in a way that is pleasing to God. Man, I want to be a God-pleaser. But guess what? I'm not always a God-pleaser. Is everybody in there always a God-pleaser? You know what? That's exactly right. But that don't mean quit. It means get back in the game. Amen? And sometimes you're like, I just don't know if I can get back in the game. Well, you know what? Open that word again. And look who's living in you. Look what God said about you. You know, the Holy Spirit teaches us. He leads us. And we want to walk with him daily. But see, when we walk with God, others are going to want to walk alongside of you. Amen? You ever notice that? Now, you get used to two sides of the camp. One, people think you're a religious nut. Right? And other people say, I just want to hang out with you. Because what happens is, they get offended. See, I don't go around grabbing my Bible and just grabbing everybody at the lunchroom and say, hey, man, you know what? I got a Twinkie. I got this and here's a song. I don't do that. I just love where they're at. And the next thing you know, God will open the door and you can start talking about different things. I don't care if it's about boating, if it's about fishing, about the weather. As crazy as the weather is, man, I tell you what, what do you think the weather's going to be? Do you see this happen here? Do you know Jesus? He might be coming back. Boom, you're already there in the conversation. So no matter... 
I've, I've found this out. No matter where you're at in the conversation, no matter what message you're preaching, you can always run to that cross. You can always run to that cross. I don't care. People say, well, we were talking about this today and this. Well, did they get to the cross? Did they, did they get Because if not, they got you in the weeds over here. You know, you will. And I just want y'all to know that God loves you and everything's good and all that stuff and all these things. And you're like, where, where is he going on this message? You know? But see, see, if you notice, I don't usually give it about this far. Right? And I start leaning to this. See, this is where I want to be. I want to be hung, hung up on here. Hey, how y'all doing? See, because I know this right here won't change. This right here, I know that if I'm anchored in this, you're going to get the best that God has. And you know what? I pray today that you got the best that God has. And his name is Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap for what he's doing. Woo! I'm going to tell you what. I ain't done yet. We're just rolling right now. I'm getting ready to hit it here. That's good. All right. You know what I want to tell you? That God is faithful. Let me hear you say God is faithful. All right, I'm going to tell you why he's faithful. Second Timothy, this is just a few, because if you look cover to cover, he's got his, jump on up there. I don't even, hey, we don't have a script, man. <laughs> we just roll with it. That's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, you know, I want you to know that God is faithful. Second Timothy 2.13 says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot disown himself. I want you to hear that. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. Man, if my knees felt better, I'd do a cartwheel. <laughs> no, do not do that. But I get excited about that. You know, he's faithful even when I'm not faithful. Do I now? Somebody will take that and say, "I can do whatever I want because God's faithful." That's not what it said. I get joy knowing Jesus got my back. Amen. God has got my back. Man, isn't that good? So I don't have to look back. I need to look forward. I need to look forward to what God's doing, to the promises of God, what God's doing in your life. I will walk this thing out to the truth of God's word, to the promises of God's word. And guess what? First Corinthians 1 9 says, God will do this for he is faithful to do what he says. And he has invited you into a partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you're here today, are you partners with Jesus? Let me tell you, I pray that you are partners with Jesus. Don't misunderstand that we're talking about a car deal. I'm talking about are you partners with Jesus? Have you put your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm going to partner in. And you know what? When I can't carry that, he can. When I can't figure it out, which is often, he already has. And when I have no idea what to do, I hear that voice. Just walk with me. And you know, when I go through the day and I get so busy telling the people about Jesus, because I love to tell people about Jesus, he said, Why don't you just spend a little time with me? See, that's what he shows me. I get excited, man. I guess y'all want to do that, right? I get excited. I mean, if you get on an elevator with me, I don't care if you're only going to the second floor, you're going to hear about Jesus. I will lean over here like that. Hey, how you doing? What's up? What floor are you going to? Hey, you know Jesus? I might not go just like that. I might ask him two or three more questions. Boy, I'm talking about Jesus. You know why? Because it's that important. Oh my. Oh my. I want to finish big. I want to finish big. It don't make no difference. Because you know what? My buddy said the other day, he went to a restaurant. He said, well, you just miss buddy. He said, he did. Was he talking about Jesus? <laughs> and they said, no, he was eating. <laughs> but I guarantee you, I blessed the food. 
But you know what? If I ate there more than once, they already heard about Jesus. Amen. How many times have you heard about Jesus? How many times have you heard about the goodness of God? You said, no, I'll put it off for another day. No, I got to clean up first. Well, you can't clean up enough. Ain't no soap made by man that's going to clean our sin up. But the blood of Christ has already done it. Washed you clean. Amen. And so what did I tell you when we started here? This is where we're going to end up at. Psalm 87, 5. You, Lord, are forgiven and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Amen. Have you called on the Lord? Have you called on the Lord today? You said, what do you mean? What I mean is this, just like I told you in the first part of the sermon. And I, I, I love to break it down just like this. If you die today, do you know you spend eternity with Christ? The Bible is very clear. If we reject the only way to Christ, there's only one place we will spend eternity. And that's a place called hell. It wasn't even made for us. Right? But that's where we will end up. Not because God is punishing you. Not because God doesn't care about you. It's because God does care about you. He gave you a way to heaven. Amen. And his name is Jesus Christ. And there's one way. So if you're here today and you've never called on the name of the Lord. And you never said, Jesus, come into my life and forgive me. I'm going to trust you. I need you, Jesus. It's that simple. Lord, come into my life. Today could be your day. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And I'm going to pray for you right here, right now. Today, Lord, we got friends and family in here. Lord, we got people that's going to be listening to this on the internet later, later today all over the world. And I don't want them to hear me. I want them to hear you, Lord. I want them to hear your goodness. I want them to know the truth about your son, God. And it's all about him. And you know what? I say this. There's people that have been to church for years and years and years and years and years. And they heard about a good guy. But they never called on him. What do you mean? Have you grabbed hold by faith to what God's done for you? Right here, right now, the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If that's your prayer today, I just ask you to just raise your hand. I'm going to pray and just, just go up I got for what he's doing. Amen. Amen. Lord, come into our life. Come into my life. we got to make it personal. And if you're here today, I always like to go one step further. If you're here today and you just seem like you have just pulled your head out of the game, put it back in. God says, I got you back. God says, I'll take you right where you are. If you're here today and you got worries and you got troubles and we all got some type of them, I'm going to stretch out my hands and I'm going to ask the Lord right now to flood this place with his presence. Father God, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, break shackles, break the chains of the enemy right here, right now. Father, we just ask the blessing of the Lord upon your people. Father, right here, you are holy, Lord, you are righteous. And Father, the only way we come to you is through the blood of Christ, Lord, today. Heal the hearts. Lift the spirits. Save the souls. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. God is good all the time.